and action. Action. Fantasy football sackos take two and not just on wide receivers, but take two on filming this podcast. (laughs) It's just not ours. We're not on it tonight, but we will be. Damn it. Because we need to be. So only get better. Alex has plugged in his computer and Mm -hmm. now we're ready to go. (laughs) But welcome to all of our new listeners who happily downloaded our last podcast or wide receiver ones podcast and we most downloaded episode ever jason that's exciting and cool yeah uh completely unexpected i was just checking the downloads randomly in the morning like last friday and all friday. of a sudden it was 200 and we had 170 individual downloads before like 8 a.m something obnoxious but yeah thanks samsung for the uh unintentional maybe i don't know what happened but the push out i'm I'm not mad about it, but either way, we are picking up where we left off, guys. This is wide receiver rankings. Take two wide receivers, 13 through 24. Let's roll it. Welcome to the fantasy football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go fantasy football Sackos. That's right. Ladies and gents, we are here to talk more wide receivers today, but before Mm. we do, we got to talk a little bit about something called the Sacco sheet. So the Sacco sheet is something that Alex and I have been working on for the better part of two months now. Uh, which is crazy to even think about two to three months. Um, It has all of our rankings by position and overall and tiered by position. Uh, It also includes links to more than 150 individual player videos. Crazy. Boom, baby. And then all of our sleepers, busts, lay around targets, everybody. Uh, all in one sheet, all in one place. It's the only thing you need for your draft this year. Go to the fantasyfootballsackos.com so that way you guys can get your hands on the sack of sheet. Bang. It's true. There's nothing There's nothing like it that exists. We actually did market research and we couldn't find anything where we're going to send you a PDF and you can click a link and you'll get our analysis. And the only way... Every quarterback, tight end, wide receiver running back and there will be no kicker defense videos because Jason will not let me damn right. And the only way you get these videos is with the links because they are not available on our social media. That's true. Jason wide receiver twos. So last time we talked, I, we basically had target correlation where you're a wide receiver two If you have top 24 targets, like it's just how it works. Wide receiver ones are, are wide receivers one through 12. Wide receiver twos are wide receivers 13 through 24. There's three exceptions to that last year. Historically, it's in the three to five range. Now I have a question for you of how many teams did not have a wide receiver two or better. And we've already recorded this, so he knows the answer. So we, we won't play along. But the answer I was going to I was going to play along. I was going to say nah, six. No. Nah. Well, yeah, that's what I think. That's what you said the first time. Right. It was. But uh, math doesn't even dic- like even if there's only one on every team. So there's 32 teams. So there's at least eight teams that wouldn't have one. Theoretically. Hi, everybody. So, My name is Jason Shellcross. I'm really good at math. 
So of of the 32 teams, there were 12 teams that did not have a top 24 wide receiver. It's it's math. Here we go. Right. I, I like math. I'm going to I'm an accountant. Jason's dying. That's so embarrassing. Why would I say <laughs> And then it's the second shot of the podcast. I said six again. I show you. Oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. All right, so 32 teams. Yeah, I think uh I think there's 26 Holy top 24 wide receivers. Crap. Wow. Think think that's how that works. All right, so there were 12 teams without a top 24 wide receiver. There were <laughs> Oh, here. <laughs> you you might be able to figure this out. <laughs> how many teams had two wide receivers in the top 24? Uh, seven, six. Yeah, your your math needs some work. It's four, four. Um, so it was got it. Was it. Ch- Chase, Chase and Higgins, Williams and Keenan Allen, DK and Lockett and Evans and Godwin. Wow. Would you like to guess the team that had the lowest, highest ranked wide receiver? So, like, in fantasy, who had the worst top wide receiver on their team? Jacksonville. Uh, that is incorrect. They had number 35 with Marvin Jones Jr. Somebody had a worse wide receiver one than Marvin Jones Jr. at 35? Oh, can, there, there are multiple. Yes. There's multiple worse than that? Yeah. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta uh, had the 39th wide receiver in Russell Gage. Oh, and there's worse. So you're getting there. There are considerably worse. Considerably, uh, yeah. The Patriots. So that's a good guess. Uh, they had Michael Bourne. Uh, it's Kendrick Bourne? Bourne. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Michael Bourne is a baseball player. <laughs> Kendrick Kendrick Bourne at number thirty. And Jason Bourne is a spy. Yes, correct. Okay, uh, I've guessed three. You're gonna let me keep going. Um, I, I will let you go as long as you want to go. Uh, who are the worst teams? Um, I feel like I'm floundering. What about the Saints? Okay, that's also a good guess. They ended up with number 42 in Callaway. So you're, you're getting worse. I can't think of who would even be worse than that. Okay, so other teams include the Cleveland Browns, who ended up at 59. I just... I didn't think that they would, though, because like Jarvis was 59th. Yeah. Uh, Dude, Denver, Denver had the 40th. Their top was number 40. Um, the Saints had 42. The New York Jets had number 47, which was Braxton Berrios. Oh, Elijah Moore was so hot to start the season, though, last year. It's true. The Eagles, number 29. Tennessee Titans, 32. Uh, the team with the worst top wide receiver was the New York Giants. Kenny Galladay finished as wide receiver 86. And is he the top scoring wide receiver on the Giants last year? He was. He had 521 yards and no touchdowns. My mind is blown. The guy had like a, a tibial fracture ACL tear and missed half the season and he finishes their wide receiver one. Yeah, that's incredible yeah. to me. It is. So uh, 
because I, 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 I did a double take because I'm like, I'm like, where the hell is the Giants wide receiver? I keep going down number 86. Wow. It's true. Kadarius Tony, I thought maybe, but okay. No. <laughs> Brutal. Well, because Kadarius Tony got hurt too. He did. He did. He did. All right. Well, let's don't draft any of those players. We're not going to talk about those players today. So at, at the end, I'll regroup and kind of summarize our top 24 and we'll kind of highlight the teams that we don't have in the top 24 just oh. as a as a bring it home point. So love it. Look at this planning ahead. That's excellent. OK, mm-hmm. well, let's get the party started, shall we? Uh, wide receiver 13 consensus. And I'm going to preface this because I, I dislike this, but wide receiver 13 consensus. <laughs> this is our way too early rankings they're still early uh, yes and our wide receiver 13 is michael thomas it's true it's incredibly high it is incredibly high um we are higher on him than most but it's a complete risk reward play like if he's healthy he could finish as wide receiver one and i don't mean top 10 like we think he has the potential to finish as the overall wide receiver one uh and that's his upside The downside is that he hasn't played football since 2020 after electing to have surgery right before the 21 season. Uh, He had a setback in his recovery, and then he was eventually ruled out for the remainder of the season last November. I also almost traded Alex for him right before he was ruled out for the end of the year. (laughs) Suck it, Alex. Um, Yeah, I mean, weren't you offering Calvin, Calvin Ridley, though, who then promptly got suspended for the rest of the season, so it didn't really matter either way? Well, that doesn't matter. All that matters is that Michael <laughs> Thomas is healthy now. Uh, and J- and Jameis is throwing to him. Um, I'm not afraid to pull the trigger on him. He's getting drafted right now in the fifth round as far as ADP is concerned, which is, I think, delicious, personally. Like, he's potential flex receiver that it could be a wide receiver one, but he's in your flex. Um, what do you think? Which about is Michael amazing. Thomas? I mean, that would be great. Fan- yeah. Fancy pros has him at 32. ESPN has him at 30. That's we too low. Him. We're too it's high. Way too low. It's way too low. My- Michael Thomas was wide receiver one overall in 2019. To your point, he got dinged up in 2020, did not play last year. This offense is still the same as it was under Sean Payton. Same. I mean, Payton's not calling the plays, but Carmichael's still there as the offensive coordinator. I think his ADP is only going to go up considerably once teams realize that he, or, you know, once people are seeing that he's practicing during training camp. There's no, there's no way he's not a wide receiver too. at worst. He's the only guy there. And Jameis is thrown for 5,000 yards in a season. Like that. We did this last year with the Detroit Lions, and it's not quite the same game because you can name Callaway, but there is not a lot of other weapons other than Kamara, who might be suspended to start the season, to throw to. There just isn't. And if Thomas is healthy, I think we have him, I mean, maybe a smidge high. But this is where he's going to end up being if he's a full go in OTAs. 
So Michael Thomas's ADP is actually sliding right now. Uh, now that he's been placed on the pup, uh, he's going now at the end of the sixth round. Yeah, he's going 66. So that is so. Yeah, six, middle middle of the sixth round. It's it's incredible value. I would melt if I got him there. I was getting him there last year. Wow. See, so, I just I'm looking at sleeper right now. It says 71 overall, not 66. Oh dear God. Yeah. So it's, it's slid another five. Um, goodness. But I mean, it's it's the health concern, but it's not only for him. Jameis is also coming back from a torn ACL and needs to be healthy in order for Michael Thomas to have a good season. So do you have, I guess, I think that you can get some discount there because of that as well. Um, I don't know if we'll really see either in the preseason. So I just. That could be a, a wild dart throw come draft time. Wild dart throw. We like him a lot. We really like him more for the value. I would absolutely pull all, the trigger in the sixth. It's 100%. All, yeah, it's it's all about ADP. I, I'm pulling in the fifth if he's sitting there because of the upside. I'm absolutely pulling it on him in the fifth as well. I'm going in. Yep. Yep. Rather take him early. Yeah, take him early and actually land the guy. All right. That moves us on to our next wide receiver, the one, the only DK Metcalf. Um, we got a glimpse of life without Russell Wilson last year when he was dealt, uh, when he dealt with that finger injury. Um, and in Wilson's four game ab- absence, DK averaged 12.2 fantasy points per game. Not great. I mean, yeah, it's double digits, but like that's you want more out of him for where you're going to have to draft him. Um, and the Seahawks only got Drew Locke back in return for Russ. Um, the guy is a cannon for an arm, but I don't think he's any better than Geno Smith. And on top of that, DK can't handle much more of a workload than he's already being given. He was fifth in target share last season at more than 27%. Um, wow. Yeah. He only has 75 catches last year. Yes, and he was fifth in target share. Like there is, there the workload does not increase unless they call more passes. If you trade away Russell Wilson, you're not going to call more passes. So it was an inefficient rebuilding offense last year, and it's going to be just as inefficient after the loss of Russ. I don't think he's anything more than a mid to low end wide receiver two in this year, and somebody I'm definitely missing in drafts because it just ain't it. That offense is not going to be it. Yeah, and again, we're uh, our rankings will change just for the record, especially as we kind of talk through them. And I, I think this is a prime example, which is why we're kind of waiting on the sack of sheet here until Watson's suspended, Kamara's potentially suspended, see where Cooper ends up. Like this is a prime example where, depending on suspensions, Cooper ends up in front of DK Metcalf, and so does DJ Moore now that Baker's there and things like that. So um, th- this is a prime example where you talk about that target share. Their offense is not going to throw the ball more without Russ. So he's never had more than 83. Like even when he was hyper efficient in 2020, he had 83 catches for 1300 yards and 10 touchdowns. Like that's the most catches he's ever had. And I don't see him having more than 75 catches this year because they're not going to throw the ball more. Nope. Yeah. And if any, and, and if anything, now that they potentially have a legit tight end and Noah Fant on the Seahawks, like 
if, if Gino or Drew Locke are going to be checking down more to him and not throwing the, because Russ likes throwing the deep balls to, to both Metcalf and Lockett. Yeah. I, I, I just have a hard time believing that he's probably going to end up finishing this high. Yeah. I, uh, I think I have him at wide receiver 17 personally. I know you have him at 15. Uh, I think we'll probably both end up moving him down just a touch more. Yep. Especially <clears> if we're <throat> talking like this. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about our next wide receiver, Alex? Wide receiver 15. Yeah, DJ Moore, who previously mentioned. So he's been, he's now coming into year five in the NFL. In the last three years, he's had between 1,157 yards and 1,193 yards. So really remarkably consistent where you put a 40, 40 yard window over three years. And it's and it's over eleven hundred. That's yes. pretty good, right? So I'm going to be looking for eleven hundred and seventy-seven yards <laughs> on average, right? I mean, exactly. Good, good job. You're improving with your math skills already. Giggity so <laughs> his problem though is that he he only had four touchdowns in each of those years. So he's he's performing like a top top ten wide receiver from a yardage standpoint. He's just not getting in the end zone. And the problem is because he's never had a good quarterback. I was going to say that team doesn't really get in the, into the end zone. And when they did the yeah, last few years, it was always CMC. Exactly. That's, a, that's exactly what I was going to say. So now, you know, you still have Darnold there. You potentially bring in Baker, who's never really supported a higher than a wide receiver two at best, right? I mean, Odell's never been that great. Jarvis has been fine. To, talking about Baker. I DJ Moore is great, but but his quarterback's holding him back. It's still the best quarterback that DJ Moore has ever had. Like, think about it. Yeah, he's had Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. Yeah, he had Bridgewater. Okay, I don't think Bridgewater is any better than Baker. I'm just saying they're they're not that far away from being equivalents. He also like he had Kyle Allen lead the team in starts in 2019. Like so he's had duty the back fact there. That, <laughs> the fact that he's putting up all those numbers with Kyle Allen, Bridgewater, Darnold, Cam Newton is pretty remarkable for him. Yeah, and I'm hoping that this year he's a value and somebody that will outperform their ADPs. I know Fantasy Pros had him at 17. Um, I, yeah, he's at 14 now, I believe. Um, I still like DJ Moore. He's currently going 49th overall. Yeah. Right, right at the beginning of round five, D- DJ Moore had the fifth or sorry, he had the sixth most targets last year, 10th most yards, 11th most catches Just missing them touchdowns. And maybe they're a better offense this year. I like DJ Moore in the fourth round. I think he could be a real value, especially if you get him in like the second half of the fourth. Yep. And, and given all that, he finished 19th last year, 27th most points per game with the sixth most targets. And Sam Darnold's bad at football. Like Adam Gaseland is what he was brought in on and just was not good. He was a one year yeah, failed if- experiment. If, if CMC stays healthy, big, big question mark. No, the no offense way. looks better. 
Well, I, I was going to say, if, if CMC plays the whole year, would you move DJ Moore up in your rankings or down in your ranking? Up. Or would he stay the same? Up. Because otherwise I see a lot right. of three and outs. More, right. More, more touchdown opportunities, probably. Yeah. Yep. Um, I like DJ Moore a lot. He's my wide receiver 14. So, yeah, I like him. I like the value. I'm going to have him, I think, in a lot of leagues, knowing where he's going right now. <clears throat> Just hope, you know, I hope for that little regression. He gets some more touchdowns, some progression, as you call it. Back oh, to the mean. Give it to me. He was low on touchdowns last year. He's going to not regress, but progress, as Alex calls positive regression, back towards some more touchdowns and maybe ends up on the high side. So that happens. He's a wide receiver one. Boom. That might be the sexiest thing you've ever said. Well, probably the sexiest thing I've ever said to you. Maybe not if we're talking about my wife, but definitely to you. I liked it. Well, you're welcome. <clears throat> Don't say I never did anything for you. Moving on. Wide receiver 16, just as sexy. Deontay Johnson tied for six. Well, he was last year. Second in targets yeah. with Devontae Adams at 169. Nice. And finishes wide receiver nine and half PPR scoring. He's a Unbelievable sure timing on that, by the way. That was great. I know, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, wide receiver nine and half PPR scoring. So he's a surefire <laughs> bet to finish here again this season, right? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Hold your breath. Uh, Big Ben's gone, and the Steelers are replacing him with the newly signed Mitch Trubisky and second round draft choice. Kenny Pickett out of pit. Uh, it's been nearly 18 years since the Steelers had a quarterback competition, but here we are. We think that Mitch may win the gig to start the season, but ultimately he's nothing more than a stopgap solution until Pickett is brought up to speed. I want Bisky to be so good. I know. I do too. It's just, eh, maybe, probably won't be. Not, I mean, you got a first-round draft pick sitting behind you. Your days are numbered. What does that mean for Deontay Johnson? We think he has a bit of, a, of an up and down season with a rookie quarterback under center, but should finish as a wide receiver too, just because that offense and the volume look for his relationship with Pickett to grow, hopefully and improve as the season wears on. I mean, how many games, how many games do you give Trubisky? Uh, I give him at least 10. I, the, whatever I, I was, I follow Mark Madden, who's a, uh, First of all, he's a former wrestling commentator for WCW. Shout out to the, all those wrestling fans out there. He uh, he does uh, Pittsburgh Sports Talk Radio now and is the highest rated guy out there. Uh, he He's working on the assumption that he thinks Pickett's going to be the wide uh, quarterback three to start the season. Um, and they're, they're going to bring him along slowly because they, they don't think he's ready. Whether, whether that happens or not, I don't know, because, you know, obviously a, a little bit of a hot take guy, too. But he's usually right, especially when it comes to football and hockey. Uh, talking about the Steelers and Penguins. So I I, I think Bisky's going to get a long leash actually uh, on this. And I, I think we both agree they're going to run the ball a ton with, with, with Najee in the line and rely on their defense and just hope that a quarterback doesn't make mistakes. So will, will that short, quick passing game continue? I doubt it because that was mostly Big Ben. Trubisky's a little more mobile. Pickett's considerably more, more. Well, they're both considerably more mobile than than Roethlisberger was. 
So uh, we we both like Deontay Johnson quite a bit. He's going at the beginning of the fourth round. Uh, we have him ranked right in with the consensus. Uh, Fantasy Pro says him at 18. ESPN has him at 17. Um, I, I'm probably going to be looking elsewhere just because I don't love the offense. Yeah, I think Mitch probably starts seven or eight maybe nine games at the most there's a nice three game stretch in october uh at the bills home against the buccaneers at miami where Ooh, that's brutal where if they go oh and three in that stretch i could see mitch getting yanked uh maybe he plays the next game which is at philadelphia uh just so that way kenny pickett doesn't have to start on the road but i think november 13th especially after the bye uh, home against the Saints. I think that that's looking like the Kenny Pickett special, if I had to guess. Yeah. Just yeah. looking at that like schedule. It. But <clears throat> great, great math. Great math. Look at that. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to say about any of those other receivers? Are you worried about Pickens or Claypool taking anything away from Deontay? Now, if anything, I'm more, I'd be more concerned about Fryermuth taking more stuff away from, from Deontay Johnson than any of the other wide receivers, only because Fryermuth looked solid last year. They've always liked their tight ends in Pittsburgh. He showed the promise, and whether it's Bisky or whether it's Pickett or whoever, you know, was Rudolph there still, um, I, I could see them, him kind of being the safety blanket in the middle of the field while the other guys are running streaks down the field. For, for potential deep shots. So I'd be more concerned about Fryermuth than than the other guys. Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is obviously either one of these two quarterbacks, Trubisky or Pickett, are going to sling the ball a hell of a lot more than Big Ben ever did. So um, I, I think that Deontay Johnson could potentially be looking at some reduced targets. I think he 100% will be looking at less targets because the other guys are going to throw it deep more than Ben ever did. Yeah, I'd I'd be shocked if he finishes in the top 12 of targets after being number two last year. Agree. Just just, just because di- different offense and and everything will be different. All right, on on to our next guy. And and ton of uncertainty as we're recording this. It's it's Amari Cooper. And we're still waiting for the Deshaun Watson suspension. We're kind of working on the the guys that that Watson's going to be sp- suspended for six games, right? With this. That's everything I've seen everywhere um, is that the NFL PA and Deshaun Watson's team are ready to file in federal court. Should Deshaun Watson get suspended for a year pointing to the Robert Kraft uh, incident um, down in Florida where Kraft basically went through some a potentially similar situation. He was caught in a. Uh, uh, massage parlor sex ring sting down in Florida. Um, that case kind of went away and he was never suspended or disciplined at all as a result of his involvement um, in those massages. And so Deshaun and, and his team in the NFLPA are pointing that lack of discipline, saying, how can you suspend my guy for a season when you didn't do anything to this team owner? So. It's a good, good and fair argument. I'm hearing six games, and that's the only thing I've read everywhere. And so I am right now assuming a six-game suspension for Deshaun, which obviously impacts Amari Cooper. 
Tell me what you think Amari's season will look like before he comes back and after Deshaun comes back. So Jacoby Brissett, assuming he's going to be the starter there, he's serviceable, I guess. I mean, they're going to obviously be running the ball a ton with with Hunt and Chubb behind a very good offensive line. If you're going to say Cooper's going to have seven to eight to nine targets each of those games, I'd probably be happy with that. Assuming he has five catches for 60 yards and throw a score or two in during those six games, like you're, you're kind of looking at like a flex at best player for, for those games, right? But the issue is when Watson comes back, like if, if you look at Wat, not Watson's rookie year, but in 2018, Hopkins had 115 catches for 1,500 yards and 11 touchdowns. In 2019, Hopkins had 104 catches, 1,100 yards, and seven touchdowns. 2020, Cooks, 81 catches, 1,150 yards, six touchdowns. He was out a couple games, and then Will Fuller just went nuts. Donovan Peoples-Jones doesn't scare you. Anthony Schwartz, David Njoku. It's all going to be Amari Cooper once Watson comes back, and you're going to be getting potentially top five weeks out of Cooper with Watson behind center. And if that's what you're telling me during the playoffs, I'd rather safely buy high early to get him, knowing he's going to struggle at the beginning. And if I don't get him, I'm going to try to trade for him because I want that. I want those Watson weeks. You want the Watson weeks? I tell you what, the the playoff schedule is home against the Ravens, home against the Saints, and then at the Washington Commanders, who... I mean, that they could be in the dirt by then. So, yeah, the the problem with that, right, is that there were, I mean, they're playing right on Lake Erie. There's terrible winds during those during those games in late December. So that that is that is concerning, quite honestly, yeah. for for that that connection. And I don't, I actually hate that. okay all right i just think that the first six weeks are gonna be real hard to look at i think the game scoring is going to be low and the offense is going to be slow uh it's just it's not gonna be it's not gonna be much fun so i don't know it's there's a lot of these guys like I, I, I think we end up dropping Cooper down even a little bit more once the once the six games is is actually established, and he, just hearing that playoff schedule with with those games in Cleveland, ee, I, I just don't I don't love that. The um, yeah, I, I mean I'll give it to you. I guess I don't know. It's just when when we initially did this, like I, I think I had Cooper up at eight. If assuming Watson was going to play the whole year, like, and I mean, you, you also had him very high. Like there's just too many of these dudes that are dealing with missing the first six games of the season this year that I don't know. Do you, out of all those guys, Deandre, Deshaun, Amari, I mean, Amari's not going to miss it, but he's going to deal with Brissett. Like, is there Kamara? yeah, Kamara's going to be missing probably six games too. How do you value these guys? I 
you have to drop them down, but I would rather take take them. So this is a little bit different because suspension is different than injury, right? So like none of those guys are going to be coming back hurt. If like last year when we were dealing with Michael Thomas being hurt or he's another you know, question Debo, mark. D- Debo the year before and Sutton the year before where they just never got healthy, that that's tougher. But when they're coming back, I I you're getting you know, a wide receiver to RB one once they're back healthy. So yeah. I'd rather take them earlier than later and just suffer through it. Mm-hmm. I get it. All right, let's move on to our next receiver, Mike Williams, wide receiver 18 this season. Uh, sneaky, sneaky Mike Williams. Chargers offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, a former Saints assistant, said, I would bet on nice numbers coming from him on that stat sheet. That's for sure. When talking about Mike Williams' anticipated production coming from the X receiver position, the position Michael Thomas manned in New Orleans. And that's what he said last offseason. And boy, was he right. Uh, Mike Williams finished 2021 as wide receiver 11 after storming out the gate as wide receiver 2 and just signed a three-year deal worth $60 million to stay in L.A. with Justin Herbert after having the opportunity to sign elsewhere. He was sixth in end zone targets with 16, caught only five of them. Can you imagine? Still had nine touchdowns. uh, We have him ranked as a mid-range wide receiver two with a good shot to finish as a wide receiver one again in 2022. There's just too much freaking upside with Mike Williams. Yeah, currently going right in the middle of the fifth round. Oh, that's Uh, delicious. Yeah, Fantasy Pros has has him as their 15th wide receiver. ESPN has him at 18. I would um, take I would take Mike Williams I think over Amari. Yeah, I agree. And and um probably more, more uh, certainty. Yeah, and I think about Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas doesn't practice at all and stays on the pup all summer, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that either. So, all right, talk to me. What else you got on Mike? He's got a great quarterback. I mean, the, this is a big reason why we have Herbert at number two is because of Williams, Keenan Allen, and Eckler with all those passing yards. Like yeah. it wouldn't be shocking if if he duplicated his performance. Eleven hundred yards last year, nine touchdowns. That's that's crazy. And if I mean, if if Eckler got banged up a little bit and they were throwing the ball more to their wide receivers, that would be. That would be amazing. It would be. It would 100, be. Not that we would wish that on lot. anybody, but if it happened, Eckler hasn't played a full season. Yes, hundred percent. Right. That's that's more of what I'm more of what I'm referencing. So, yeah, 129 targets, only 76 catches. That's a pretty low percent. Like, like for that, that's a pretty low percentage uh, com- compared to a lot of these other elite wide receivers that we're talking about. So he he definitely has the target share. They're they're more than willing to wing it. They're they're not going to be running the ball <laughs> between the tackles with Eckler. So, yeah, there, there's a lot to like with this offense. AFC West, bunch of prime time, ascending quarterback. Sure, we've talked 
repeatedly about the AFC West and all of our podcasts thus far this year and how you basically want as many players in that conference as you can get your hands on. And Mike Williams is no exception. All right, why don't you tell me about our next receiver? Judy, 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 Judy. That's my mom's name. Uh, so <laughs> special place in my heart for Jerry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, you love Jerry Judy. You I you do. love him. You you do not like Cortland Sutton quite as much. I actually like the reverse of them. But Jerry Judy, 15th overall pick in 2020. He was like poised to break out last year and then he had six catches, 72 yards, seven targets and hurt himself and didn't play again until week eight. Okay, so, so you have both of these guys ranked back to back at 25 and 26. I have some yeah, I like, at 25. I am just exceptionally bullish on Jerry Judy. I at 13. The reason why I don't know where or how to rank them yet. I actually really, really want to see a preseason game like desperately bad. And I, and I know it doesn't matter because we're both super high on Russ. And it's very possible and probable that both these guys end up as wide receiver two. And I just couldn't figure out how to get them higher. Right. Wide receiver like two, I, they could both be top 10 receivers. Like we could still not give them enough props. Yeah. But the, like, and this is the problem I ran into. It's hard to drop somebody else down. <laughs> like, They're, well, like we're so low on AJ Brown, who we still haven't talked about yet. Spoiler alert, he's coming soon. But like yeah, it's but hard to We just talked about three dudes that we're lower on because of team situation in DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, and Amari Cooper. And I feel like the Denver Broncos team situation is much better than all of those. I agree with that. There's also way more like suitable mouths to feed like and th and that's where you know when i came when, when i had that stat at the beginning of the pod where it's like 12 teams didn't have a wide receiver two or better that's a that's a ton and when when you have williams and i i just i don't know i i just don't really it's it's hard to put anybody else higher Quite frankly, if, I just if they're scoring 30 points a game, there's going to be more than enough points for these dudes to finish. Yeah, I, I get that. But like, so Aquokmanam, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Melvin Gordon, like KJ Hamler, Javante. Like they, yeah, like uh, there's so many guys there. And so even if they are scoring 20 a week or 30 a week, that's four to like I get it I I understand the math but I I, I just think they're they're going to be electric and that's why we're high on Jerry Judy just overall like I I I get it he has the pedigree he was a he was a first round pick Sutton wasn't that's why you like Judy more than Sutton and Sutton burned you a couple years ago and you're still not over it that that's part of it too <laughs> are you psychoanalyzing me right now yeah am I wrong uh, Judy's currently going at the beginning of the fifth round, and I think he's a great pick in, in the fifth round. He's a flex wide receiver there. Yeah, I, I mean, F 
Fantasy Pros currently has him at 26. ESPN has him at 24. Wide receiver 26 and 24? Correct. Yeah. So so we are overall higher on him than most. Yeah, 19. Um, yeah, you you are just considerably considerably higher on Cherry Judy than I am because I, I just can't I can't jack him up any higher. I'm bullish, man. I believe in that offense and I believe in Jerry Judy. So, all right. Wide receiver 20. We have talked about him a little bit uh, in our previous pods. Uh, I think in the, uh, what is it? Same places, new faces in some places podcast for the I NFC. It's a couple of podcasts ago. You should go back and listen to it if you need a high level primer. <laughs> yes. Um, but now let's get into the details on AJ Brown, our wide receiver 20. Um, what a freaking trade that the Eagles made on draft day when they landed AJ Brown from the Titans in exchange for picks leading to Traylon Burks, Nicholas Petit Frere, and some change. Um, now you. they have one of the best wide receiver tandems in the league in AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. There is a problem, though. Their quarterback was 19th in QBR last season behind Tua and just ahead of Teddy Bridgewater. Woof. Um, I know that Hertz and AJ Brown are friends, and that's great and all, and I hope that they enjoy their time together off the field. It's not going to be very much fun to watch on the field. Philly had the fourth yeah. fewest pass attempts last season. And Hertz was 23rd in completion percentage. 23rd. That's the problem. AJ Brown is going to have to do a lot with a little to come close to matching his production in Tennessee. That's why I have him as a low end wide receiver, too. But hey, at least he got paid, right? He certainly did. I, I have him at 17. You have him at 23. Uh, ESPN has him at 14. Fantasy Wolf. Pros has him at 10. Dude, he's no going, freaking way. Going right at the beginning of round three at pick 27. Hate all of it. Have him. I, have him. <laughs> have him. Yeah. Like, That's terrible. He, yeah. There's just, there's going to be. He's my wide receiver 23. And he's going to pick 27. That's incredible. I I don't like this for the sheer fact that they don't throw the ball. He's somehow going, AJ Brown pronouns, AJ Brown is somehow going from one of the most run-heavy offenses to the most run-heavy offense. Like, the only team that would have been worse would be like the him Ravens. potentially going to, to the Ravens. But I like Lamar Jackson, like we crap on Lamar Jackson and his passing. It's way better than Hertz is. Yeah. Like way better. So there's there's not enough there's not enough passing balls to go around. <laughs> there's there's just there's not. Passing balls. That's a technical term. And I would absolutely not draft Devonta Smith anywhere. Probably. Maybe best ball. But like no. No, I'm just not at these ADPs. And we're not saying that we don't like these dudes. These guys are freaking beasts. AJ Brown is probably in the top 10 most skilled receivers in the entire league. But yeah, I, I hate I the like situation. I think that about like 20 guys, unfortunately. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 
I, the value is not there. No, there's no value. It's, it's not. He's, there's no, he, there's absolutely no value. He's absolutely being drafted at his ceiling. Um, maybe somebody that could have a little bit of value is our next receiver. That is wide receiver 21, Terry McLaurin. F1, scary Terry. I was all over him a couple years ago as a rookie. Uh, can, some, can somebody please get Terry McLaurin a quarterback? Uh, we love his talent, but all we saw, or but we Top all 10. saw the inconsistencies <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz showcased in Indianapolis last season, and he's gone because of it. Uh, Pittman Jr. was wide receiver 17 for the Colts last year with Wentz under center, and that's about where we have McLaurin's uh, pegged at this season. He's a weapon with all the talent in the world, but he's a mid-range wide receiver too with Wentz under center. Please get them a quarterback. Yeah, th- that would be nice. Uh, but we've seen Wentz support top-end wide receiver twos before. I mean, he did last year with Michael Pittman Jr., who finished at 17. And its offense is somewhat similar, right? They're going to run the ball with their stud running back. I, mean, I have McLaurin at 18, you know, like I have him there. It's he could do a lot better than that. I just. Eh. Yeah, it's a it, it's hard to put him any lower than this because he has the potential. He finished at 25 last year. Um, we're, we're lower on him than the consensus, which is 16 for both fantasy pros and ESPN. He's going right at the beginning. Like, I don't know early to mid fourth round at pick 40 which is fine but we're we're talking like the wide receiver twos are really interesting to me because there's all these guys are kind of bunched right here together and everybody's ADP that we've talked about goes from anywhere from well AJ Brown at 27 to like Brandon Cooks and the next pick is going 64 like that there's so it's so wide of spectrum here. And I don't think that there's that big a difference between a lot of these guys. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, there, I mean, a lot of these guys dudes, where a lot of these, these dudes, we have, yeah, we have a lot of serviceable dudes, quarterback only weapon on the outside. And we have a lot of these dudes in the same tier for that reason. Yeah. Like the, and you just, I would rather take the guy that I like the, it's all preference. It, it's purely all preference here where we, we like them. He, the targets are there, you know, 134, two years ago, 130 last year for Brandon cooks. It's no, no, for, uh, for McLaurin. But the, the issue is, is that like, I they don't score enough touchdowns that that's part of McLaurin's problem. Same with DJ Moore, as we talked about earlier, like DJ Moore, four touchdowns each of the last three years, McLaurin four, two years ago and five last year. Hopefully that gets better with Wentz because McLaurin was playing with nobody's last year. But the point remains, it's really tough to take like that's why these wide receivers fall as low as they do is because they're not scoring touchdowns. All right, listen to this list of listen to this list of uh Terry McLaurin starting quarterbacks. Case Keenum, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, 
Brian Fitzpatrick, and Garrett Gilbert. Oh, God. I repeated Dwayne Haskins, but that's, that's is a, that is a terrible list. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, maybe Wentz is the best guy on that list, and, you know, maybe it's the best he'll look. Yeah. I mean, he's got the potential. The most touchdowns he ever had was as a rookie when he had seven. So, it's, it all, come, all comes down to the touchdowns for McLaurin. The talent's there. The, the yardage is there. The targets is there. And hopefully Wentz can find him in the end zone. And yeah. if he does, this is, this is another guy where, hey, he's producing. He's got the targets. If, you're gonna, if you can lock in 130 targets um, in the, the middle of the fourth round, sure. It's fine. It's a fine pick. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Why don't you tell me about our next receiver, Alex? Oh, or is, never mind. That's for me, no, actually. I, I, hey, Brandon Cooks has always been my guy. And somehow you are claiming to claim him. He's my guy absolute, this year. I have him ranked higher I, than you. I get it. But I think it's absolute BS of how much crap you gave me last year on Brandon Cooks. And I couldn't have been more right. So well, go ahead. I have him ranked higher than you. He's my guy now. He was 12th in targets last season with 134, 13th in catches with 90, but yet he was 20th in points at the position, which is because you're part of the Houston Texans offense. Um, no matter, the volume will remain constant in 2022. Um Yes, the Texans drafted John Mechie out of Alabama in the second round. He's out. He's out. He's out for the year now. He's out for the year now with leukemia, which is just incredibly unfortunate news for him. I hope he recovers and comes back strong next season. Um, regardless, he had a torn ACL. He's working his way back from. I hope that he gets freaking healthy. Um, back to Brandon Cooks. The Texans drafted Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M with the fifteenth pick of the draft. Houston was last in the NFL in average yards per rush, and the line was 27th in pass block win rate. Hopefully those numbers improve with uh, Kenyon Green's addition. We know that the offense will still be putrid at times, but Cook's volume alone cements him as a wide receiver too, especially does, especially with Metsy out for the season. Uh, with an ADP of borderline 6th, 7th rounds, you can do a lot worse then Brandon Cooks is your flex, should you be so lucky. Like, yeah, he's going to be nuts like, now. Right, and, and that's what's so interesting. Like, Mike, you know, you could get Mike Williams in the fifth round and Brandon Cooks in the sixth round. <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing. Like, you, so, you know, you could go running back, running back, tight end, quarterback, wide receiver, wide receiver, and, and, and end up with Mike Williams, Cooks, Two top 12 running backs, a top five quarterback, and a top five tight end. Like that, that's completely serve, like that's completely doable. That, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Put some respect on Brandon Cooks's name, man. Yeah. And I, I don't know why people don't like Cooks. I, you can go watch a YouTube video from last year when I make the case for Cooks. I won't repeat everything that I said there. But he's at a thousand yards every season except for 2019 and as a rookie. And he, he got a little bit dinged up for the for the Rams. Like 
He's going to have a thousand yards. Easy. He's going to have a hundred and. 15-ish targets at, at absolute worst. He had 134 last year. I wouldn't be surprised to see that go up. <laughs> no, not like, at all. Game script is going to fit it. He like The only concern is his concussion history. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, I guess, legit. Yeah, I, the he's missed. Um, the most games he's missed, though, since 2015 is two. Like, he's pretty remarkably durable even for those concussion history um and he he has game breaking speed like he he's a great route runner mills looks serviceable last year yeah and so yeah we we both like Brandon cooks and getting him in the sixth round is crazy crazy just lock it in i love love that value Absolutely. I'm actually going to move him up with Mechie being out for the year. I think I, that's fair. So, all right. Why don't you uh, speaking, tell me about our next receiver? I was going to say, speaking of moving up, uh, somebody that you admitted to even being too low on. 1,000%. Um, yes. Is, is Juju Smith-Schuster. So, I... Hey, our first Kansas City wide receiver, and he's playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, like, and they had a top 12 receiver last year. Maybe maybe their number one receiver shouldn't be wide receiver 23. Yeah, but how, like, how can you get him higher? You know? Uh, like, well, he's currently going... He's going in the seventh round. He's going round seven. He's going 80th overall in current ADP. It's amazing. Middle of the seventh round. I just don't like none of that makes sense. He's he's the 33rd ranked wide receiver on Fantasy Pros, 35th on ESPN. We have him at 23 because he has Patrick Mahomes. And that's it. Like that's that's the reason. It's we, the we two think he's year, gonna be their number one guy. It's the two-year injury discount. He hasn't done anything in more than two years because he's been hurt. Yeah, Marquez Valdez-Scanley, Nicole Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Gordon, Sky Moore. There's only one of those wide receivers that was going in the top 50 the last time I looked in ADP, and that's Juju. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes is quarterback. One of those guys, like one or maybe even two of those guys is going to explode. Yep. I hope I land the right one. But if you don't land Juju, I think Sky Moore is a great late-round pick. Well, they're—I mean, their their first wide receiver is going in round seven. Like, just <laughs> just like by the time you get to the point in the draft where you're potentially like, you could just take three Kansas City wide receivers in round seven, eight, and nine, and hope, and just one of them's got to be right, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to play some preseason, so don't you think that you'll be able to tell? Yeah, a little bit, maybe, Pro- maybe. I mean, so the, the reason why we're high on Juju, he had 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns, 1,100 or 111 catches. 1,100 catches would be amazing. What, what year was but, that? Uh, uh, 2018. Okay. So it's a while ago, but he's still only just 26. Yeah. Like he's been in the league for a while, but it's not like he's ancient. No. So we have him here. If he looks healthy, which I have no reason to not think he will. I believe he had a shoulder injury last year, right? Uh, so there's no reason why um, 
why he shouldn't be taken here. Just even as like a flyer. <laughs> yeah. I'm low on him and our consensus still has him higher, almost 10 spots higher than the rest. I just don't get it. People are too low on him. Yeah, that that's my fault. You're welcome. But that brings us to our last wide receiver, and that is Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, you know, he wanted out of Baltimore. The Ravens obliged, traded him to the Cardinals this offseason. Former wide receiver one for Kyler Murray while in college together at Oklahoma. The two now reunite in the desert. Uh, Brown will take up the alpha role in Arizona in the Arizona offense to start the season with DeAndre out for the first six weeks on PED suspension. Um, That's the only reason why we have him this high, right? Like if, if Hopkins is there, there's no way Brown's a wide receiver two. Correct. This is projecting wide receiver to finish. He will finish here because he will have a six week head start over DeAndre and six yep. weeks as a wide receiver one with Kyler throwing the ball in a dome or good weather for the first six weeks of the seat. Like it's going to be, he's going to be ridiculous. I think to start the year could be, um, yeah, we, uh, we like Hollywood. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know. I don't really know that anybody that lives in Hollywood quite honestly. I think, um, I think he'll be fine. I, I think we like, we both think Zach Ertz is going to explode at the beginning of this season. And they have like Rondale Moore and AJ Green still like there's still plenty of offense there. Um, and you can't forget about Kyler Murray potentially rushing the ball in or James Conner rushing the ball in. So I, I think that, you know, their wide receiver values capped at least a little bit because of those factors, especially if freaking Conner is going to th- have 15 rushing touchdowns again. Or, you know, let's say the combination between him and Murray end up having you know, 15 to 18 touchdowns. Like there's just only so many more that he can throw to Ertz, to Moore, to Green, to Hopkins when he's back. Um, this this is you're way higher on Marquise Brown than I am. I, I have Brown down at 28, you have him at 21. But again, this is mostly because of the fact that Hopkins isn't starting the season. Yeah. I mean, that's what I have propping up his scoring. I'm anticipating for the first six weeks he's going to be a firm wide receiver one probably and balance that out with the rest the remainder of the season i finish i think he finishes as a low-end wide receiver two yep so um to to close the loop on our conversation at the beginning of the pod how many teams do you think we don't have ranked in the top 24 so the answer before was 12 that is correct. I'm going to guess that we have 12 not ranked. Uh, we, have, we have 10 teams that are not ranked in the top 24. There's only two teams that we have with two players in the top 24. Uh, that is the Bengals, which is Chase and Higgins, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for the Chargers. Um, just real quick... Would you, would you like to guess the team that we have with no wide receivers currently, at least ranked in the top 50? Ah, uh, no receivers in the top 50? Yeah. Is it is it the Giants again? It, it is, yeah. Because <laughs> of Tony? So we, we, 
Yeah, so we got we got to figure we got to figure that out. Um, if if we like Galladay, Tony Sterling, Shepard never stays healthy. Um, did you do you want me to give you a a rundown of the teams that we do not have ranked in the top twenty four? Just real quick, with uh, at least before we started recording, we've changed a couple of things uh, since I wrote this down. So uh, the Atlanta Falcons, we have not gone over yet. We have Drake London at thirty six. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, none in the top 24, Rashad Bateman, uh, Chicago Bears, we did not talk about Darnell Mooney, who is very close to cracking this list. He was really great last year. We'll have more on him, uh, in future podcasts. Um, he, he's basically the only weapon that the Bears have. Do you want to say something? He's my wide receiver 24. I think he gets there. Yeah, I, I think he's very close. I, I, I like him. Um, but we, we had to move Smith Schuster up. Like, um, I, I think Mooney will probably end up right at 24, 25. Um, Amonra St. Brown, we did not talk about uh, for the Detroit Lions. We have him nah. a little bit low. He got really hot last year at the end. Uh, Hawkinson's back. Jamison Williams is there. Um, so we're, we're a little bit low on him. We have not talked about a Green Bay Packer, Jason. Well, there is the Lizard King, the future Hall of Famer, Alan Lazard. Um, there's there's certainly a world where he's a wide receiver too. I there's certainly a world where he has wide receiver one weeks. Like, I know. Um, we've not talked about a Jacksonville Jaguar. Christian Kirk uh, would be the name to probably know there. Doug uh, Peterson. Unless- that team could surprise people this year. It's true. Like there, there's a lot, there's just a lot of dudes that you can take dart throws at at wide receiver, which is why we're probably going to prescribe the take running backs early and just keep throwing darts at, at these wide receiver ones, whether it's Christian Kirk or Marvin Jones Jr. There or the F, you know, previously mentioned giants, um, Jacoby Myers, uh, we, we did not talk about or born, um, or, um, Devante Parker. Uh, for the, the New England Patriots. Uh, we did not talk about the Jets. Mm. Do you want to talk about the Jets? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, I mean, Elijah Moore was basically a wide receiver one before he got hurt. He had like a good four-game stretch there, and then he got hurt and missed the rest of the year. So he was just yep. coming on and then whiffed and missed the rest of the year. He could be great. In year two, the only thing I worry about is the addition of Garrett Wilson. I mean, I have them both ranked pretty much right next to each other in the 40s. One of them probably finishes as a flex wide receiver. I just can't. I'm not going to guess which one. So there you go. Well, you'll yeah, you'll you'll take a dart throw at at both of them, probably in different leagues, depending if they're sitting there late. Um, And then the the last thing we have not talked about is the Tennessee Titans uh, and Robert Woods is is kind of the leader in the clubhouse there unless you want to talk about Traylon Burks. Yeah, I mean Traylon Burks is basically a carbon copy clone of AJ Brown. So uh granted he's having some asthma issues, but hopefully those get resolved. I have Burks ranked as my wide receiver 32 and I am looking for Robert Woods. I do not see where I have Mr. I think you have him at 35. Ah. So I mean I do have Burks ranked above Woods. Both in flex play. Well, I don't know. We'll see. 
Yep. So those those are the teams that that we have not talked about yet. Um, looking forward to doing so more in the future. But I think we're probably going to start pivoting over to running backs going forward here uh, the the next couple of weeks, and then we'll kind of regroup on on some more of these. I would call them more sleeper type players, uh, guys that are are more flex worthy. Um, and of course, the sack of sheet is going to have information on all of these guys that we might not necessarily cover in long form, uh, but we think are, you know, flex or slightly worse than flex. Uh, keep in mind, there's uh, there's 50 running backs and 50 wide receivers that we do talk about on that sheet. Um, so we might not have time to talk about them here, but uh, we will be talking about them if you get the sack of sheet. Thank you guys so much for listening. And next week, we are finally doing it. We're talking about running backs. Stay tuned. I'll be running. I'll be running till the love runs out. Till the love runs out. No. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.